two months or something until my <laughs> wife, she said, you need to wash it. It looks nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Spartan 160 EN podcast, podcast number 86. Uh, we got a good one, though it's going to start off in a somber note. But before we get to that, let me go straight to my boys, starting off with my main man, Steph. How you doing, bro? I'm doing pretty good, so uh, let's get it on. And then also joined by uh, Christian. Christian, how you doing, dude? Starting off with my ma- main man. I uh, I'm all right. Um, I uh, I'm up in Massachusetts for for the for the holiday. Um, so I got a slightly different slightly different backdrop than than normal, I suppose. But uh, yeah, other than that, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, us Americans have like a, like a four day weekend, so. For real. Could be a lot worse. <laughs> I I actually it actually slipped my mind that, that tomorrow is uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, guys, bro. And happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy tomorrow with your families and all that, man. I know yep. these crazy times, and to every all, all the other American listeners, you know, crazy times now. We've got to do more and more that uh, family is super important, right? Facts. Nothing uh, exciting about that. Could be what? Better <laughs> be working, so nothing exciting. Oh, for this. Call in sick, bro. Say you have COVID. You get a two-week <laughs> vacation. <laughs> I'm calling sick on the house. I'm just um, we also uh, have to mention uh, the footballing world lost uh, an icon today. Uh, Diego Maradona, 60 years of age. Um, us Spartan fans have been blessed to uh, at least have uh, these images. I've seen them everywhere, all over Twitter and Instagram today of uh, Maradona in the Spartan jersey. I've seen them all throughout the years, don't get me wrong, but today especially. Um, and uh, I just want to s- just quickly say one thing that Brun Carvalho said, that uh, he hit the nail right on the head. I just want to thank Maradona for, um, for one, his services to the game, of course, but for two, you know, giving me the, the, uh, the enjoyment and the honor to, to see him uh, in, a, in a Spartan jersey. So uh, rest in power, uh, Maradona. Um, I don't know if you guys want to share any memories. Steph, you're a lot older than us. I don't know <laughs> if you've seen him maybe play on the television. I'm trying to gauge. Yeah, he probably, right? Yeah, I've seen a few much on television when he played for the national team of Argentina and also uh, for Na- Naples, uh, Italy. Um, and, you know, he'll be missed. I mean, he was one of the best uh, players in the whole world, so he'll be missed. And uh, it's a shame. That's all I got to say. How about you, Chris? Yeah, I always um, always thought of him as, you know, a, a fun, amusing character, especially in his, in his later years. Absolute character. Um, obviously a legend of the game uh, as well. So definitely, definitely a big loss um, for, for the sport overall. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I can't really speak too much about any specific memories. Um, obviously, like I've seen and watched like reruns of all the famous ones and stuff, and it's just funny, like kind of just overall, like how like top heavy he was, but also how fast he was. It's just like he's he's a hilarious character, and he'll definitely be missed.
You guys hear me? Can you guys hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. That was so fucking weird. Yeah, I think <laughs> a solid minute and a half. I have to check the live to yeah. see. If... Sweet. Sorry. What did you? What did, what did you say, Chris? I, I'm pretty sure it was me that that left. Oh no, I don't really have anything else. All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Rest in power, Maradona. Um, let's go straight into the fuck. Now we lost Seth. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go straight into the Twitter questions. Uh, hopefully I just had them up, but, uh, give me a sec. Hopefully Steph will join us in the meantime. There he is going down today, guys. Holy. Um, all right. Anyways, first question comes in from Jimmy Ennis at Jimmy Ennis, uh, on Twitter. Um, his question is, what the hell is going on with Eduardo Kurajma? It's a great question. Uh, Chris, I'll, I'll, I'll pass the one off to you. And, and Steph, you can obviously chime in if you want to. I just think he's out of favor right now. Um, there was a piece of news. It was kind of fleeting the last couple of days. It said that, like, Diago Tumash and Eduardo Kurejma and Morim, like, wants to give him a kick up the ass. Um, and, I mean... Tomas has had more opportunities, so um, I feel like he's not as out of favor. But also, Kudesma was working back from the injury. Like there was like, okay, he's definitely going to play in this game now. Like, oh, he's definitely going to play in this game. He's back now. And then he wasn't even on the bench. I remember, and it was like, oh, I thought he was back. And then it was this game, this most recent game, it was like, oh, he's definitely going to play in this one, and he still didn't play in this one. So I think that. Um, I think it's Emodine like doesn't like what he sees in practice. Doesn't think his attitude's up to standard. It, something like Emodine has taken exception to something, and uh, and he does. He's for whatever reason he's out of favor as a result of that, unfortunately. And Nanasu clearly is is in favor. Yeah, exactly. And and with a decent performance this weekend too. We'll get into that. Um, Chris, I'll, I'll give you this next one as well. It comes in from um, from Elk Shit Youth uh, while they try to fix uh, the issue. Um, he asks, do you think March and Inasi will play more now? Decent question. Both of them getting a goal. Um, Steph, how, how's the audio now? Any better? No. No? Let me try. Please report to my office. Wait. I can hear Chris now. Okay. When I unmute my mic, does it fuck it up? No. Okay, I'll just use the mic. You come on, like all vibrating. That's really weird. I can hear him good. I, can listeners hear? How about Danny now? Normally? Still no? Test, 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 test. Okay. Testing one, two. Yeah, so if somebody could could say say something. Test, what? test, test, test. Can you hear me? No? Still vibrant? Still bad? I can hear you, Danny. You can hear me? Yeah. I hear you like I can hear you at all. You sound like uh uh from the movie The Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> what do I sound normal? Yeah. All right, well then I I guess uh I'll ask Steph I, the questions. <laughs> I'll 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 change the earphones in the meantime. It might be that. I'm gonna grab a mic. <laughs> Well, go ahead, guys. Go ahead. Uh, uh, Inashi, will they play more? I can hear you now. I think it's your headphones. All right. Well, the question was um, – hold on. Let me just pull it up. It was in the Twitter questions as I literally just had open a second ago. Um, 
Do you think Pedro Marks and Gonzalo Inacio are going to play more now um, because of their performances in the most recent game? Uh, I mean, the, the the most recent game was against an opponent that, pay, that plays in the Campeonato Portugal. Uh, with that said, uh, Sporting took that game very seriously, without a doubt. Um, I think they'll make the bench at least. Uh, they'll be called uh, to the ace quite, quite a lot. Um, and they'll start the bench. I don't think they'll, they'll, uh, they'll be in the starting 11. But um, I would like to see them get more minutes, especially in the uh, in the League Cup. And uh, we got past Freitas in, uh, for the uh, Portuguese Cup, which will be played on the 12th or 13th of December. Um, so give those players more minutes on in, in those competitions. But we can we cannot mess around with the Portuguese league if we want to have a shot of uh, winning the league. Uh, but yeah, that's a good question, and uh, I think they'll make the bench at least. Yeah, which they have already too. Can you hear me better? Or worse? It was just it better? was just shitty headphones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also think it's my audio jack is fucked up. Hopefully, by the end of by next week, I'll have a new laptop, so we won't have any issues. But we'll see. Um, Next question or comment comes in from uh, Mundudung Liang. Uh, he says, uh, I broke my leg and Daniel Braganza assisted me. Love it. Um, uh, Miguel Moratu says, uh, who do you guys rate more? Quaresma or Inacio? Tiago Tumaj or Pedro Marques? Um, Chris, I'll, I'll give the first one to you and the second one to Steph. So Quaresma or Inacio? Um, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment too much, um, but I've been really liking Inacio, and honestly, I think that he replaces Netu. Um, Perfectly, yeah. If, if, like, he'll he'll be the full-time starter by, like, February, you know? Like, yeah. there's no way Netu holds on to that spot the whole season. <clears throat> Agreed. And then, uh, Steph, Tiago Tomaj or Pedro March? Ah, this is an easier one, actually. Um, I, I like them both. Uh, they both are completely different players and completely different positions. So yeah. Pedro Marks is more of a, a strike inside the box, and uh, Jack Tomas is kind of a false nine. He's um, behind behind the striker and also a good winger. As far he plays, I love the intensity he brings to the team as far as defensively, um, and. Um, so they're both kind of different players, but I like them both. So I, I'm going to say both. Ah. Agreed. <laughs> uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put Tiago Tomas just a bit ahead only because we've seen more of them. But um, yeah, yes. man, mm-hmm. uh, 100%. I, I agree. They're, they're still two different sort of uh, players, two different positions. Anyways, let's get straight into this game. Sporting um, beating Sekovinins at Jamor 1-7 or 7-1. Um, our lineup was as followed. We had Luis Max and Net, Gonzalo Inacio, Quach, and Luis Neto with Borja and Antunj at uh, the fullback spots. We had João Mario and Mateus Nunes in the midfield with Nuno Santos, Sporar, and Cabral up top with goals from uh, – oh, that went away. I believe it was one from Nuno Santos, two from Quach, one from Inacio. Uh, who else am I missing? One two from, from Jovan. Two from Marks. And two for March, exactly. Um, anyways, Steph, I- I'll throw this one straight to you. What were your thoughts on this game, dude? Um, I like the uh, the uh, the fact that uh, our team took the game very seriously. 
they respected to Kivanis from uh, the, the beginning of the game until the end of the game. Give me a second. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Chris, what were your thoughts on the game? Uh, yeah, I mean, the game was the game was pretty straightforward and, and self-explanatory. Obviously, we were the better team. Um, we came out and, and clearly, you know, looked to dominate the game. Um, you know, I while the quality for, uh, I think, probably about 25 to 30 minutes in the, fir- in the second half wasn't, up to standard and parts of the first half weren't quite up to standard um either um but overall i mean clearly superior side deserved winners i I mean we did get a kind of bogus pk to be honest um yeah that we that we did like it felt like one of those where it's like do we really need the refs help here Yeah. yeah We're already um, dominating the game. Like, come on, man. <laughs> and I think that was only either two or three nothing. So that was, it was like two, one of the, yeah. Yeah. We made it to three, but goals. we were yeah. still all over them. Like, yeah. Come on. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was obviously never really in, in doubt. Um, they probably had like four minutes where they had like two chances. But, but most of the chances they had were as a result of like a bad turnover um, or, or something like that. I mean, it's a, it's a third division team, but at the same time, like we played a very similar team to this last year and lost to them. And I've seen us make a meal out of teams like this in the past, like two years. So it's not like it's, it's not like these games are just a given because I've seen this struggle. Like even like, even when we did win, I think we played, um, well, honestly, to be honest, I remember Vila Frickens, Vila Verdens. And also um, the one from, I think we played them at uh, Academic Viseo, but that's not who we played. It was a third division team. Yeah, I know exactly. Like we we, we were shite and won like two nothing, I think. So it's like I've seen a lot worse from these types of these types of cup games. So honestly, I have I have no complaints. Uh, the, The team's rolling. It wasn't. I mean, it was a rotated squad, but it wasn't a heavily heavily rotated squad. So they're taking it one game at a time, all opposition seriously. Um, yeah, I mean, I have no complaints about the results, uh, the attitude. Um, and on top of it all, we got to see Pedro Marks come in and score a break. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, pretty, pretty incredible, uh, like, I guess, like, sequ- like story arc, I guess you could say. So, yeah. Good stuff yeah. all around. Yeah, I agree. Steph, I don't know if you're still there. If not, I'll, I'll quickly chime in. I think duty called. Duty called. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my two cents, I thought, uh, yeah, same same as you just said. Uh, wasn't that heavily rotated. I was actually expecting a lot more. I was actually very shocked to see Sporad get the start ahead of even like a Tiago Tumaj. Like, I didn't expect Peter March to play, but um, a Tiago Tumaj. I also think, you know, this international break sort of hindered us from from playing more youth, like uh, like. Plata, for example, who scored a banger for Ecuador before getting sent off for a second yellow, thinking he's like Jelson Martins or something. But it only shows that the Sporting is starting to seep in with him, which is great. Um, but uh, but yeah, back to the game. We we dominated them, easily dominated them from, from the get-go. Um, Nunu Sanch, I th- it was Sam, uh, the Irish Sam, O'Hanna, or, or however you pronounce his last name. Uh, who said it? So I'm gonna steal it from him. That that he that Lumpion is making me really like him, isn't he? 
I love <laughs> the guy. He he chases after every ball. Um, beautiful tap in. He had one just before. I don't know if it was already two nothing or if it was still one nothing where he hit the post. Um, he also got an assist in the game. Uh, Nuno Santos has been has been unreal. Uh, I always knew he was a good little player. Didn't expect him to be this good. I I also know it's Sakavinis, and uh, they did look very poor. Uh, apparently they had to work the next morning, which fucking bullshit. Poor guys, <laughs> like having to work construction after f- having to face Sporting. Feel bad for them, but um, yeah, yeah we were right too. It was like what, like nine fifteen kickoff? Exactly. <laughs> uh, why did we play on a Monday? I, that's another <laughs> thing I don't understand. Like, uh, but anyways, yeah, it, we were easily the better team. You can see that there were you know two divisions above them. One, you know, us being in first, them being mid-table in, in the Campeonato Portuguese. Um, yeah, man, best of luck to Saka Vinic going forward, but uh, it was an easy W. Um, and I think a W we all we all expected. Steph, let me kick it right back to you, dude. What were your thoughts? Yeah, so, <laughs> sorry about that. No, no worries. <laughs> I'm, still a, I'm still at work, so. Um, so, yeah, so you guys said it all. I was kind of listening. And... Uh, but let's not forget that last year we lost against a, a team from the Campeonato Portugal 2 nothing, Nalverca. So right. winning this game was very important to uh, to to uh, kind of scare away the ghosts. Uh, so so we 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 full of confidence and that's good. Uh, we won seven one, which was our obligation. But if we had the same shitty team as last year, we could possibly lose. Lost, uh, you know, against uh, Sakavanes. Hmm. So, but we made it easy from the get go, and uh, Nunes with that phenomenal goal uh, kind of uh, eased eased the, the the whole game um, from the get go. Um, but very proud of this team. A lot of youth. Um, I like what uh, Ruben Amorim is doing, which is combining uh, the uh, most experienced players with our youth. And it's a nice little mix going on. So if you if you look at all the goals we've scored so far, I think it's a total of of uh, twenty twenty two or yeah something like that. So ten ten of those goals are from the uh, the youth academy, and twelve of those goals are from all the uh, reinforcements we've gotten this uh, 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 summer window. So it tells you that uh, we finally. We're successful in getting awesome players to mix with our youth academy, and now it's it's working out pretty good. So we have to give all the credit to Ruben uh, Amorim. He's the one who's who's making this team believe on each other. They play as a team. You could see the joy they have playing, how they celebrate the goals, um, and uh, you know when we question why certain players are not playing, such as Litovsky, this this and that. If they don't believe in the, the mentality and the ideas of the coach, I get it why they're not part of that team. Uh, either you're a believer and uh, you all uh, like we say in Portuguese, going to the you know same side, or you know, mm-hmm. you're know you not going to make the team. So yeah. what I'm seeing is phenomenal. I like it. I'm not saying with that we're going to win all, all domestic competitions. But if we play each game the way we're playing now, it'll be it'll be really tough to beat us, and we'll have a chance of winning most games. Uh, and uh, of course, against Braga, Benfica, Port, that's uh, going to be tough games. But I, I'm sure we can at least tie against them. So 
the, the game was good. We took it seriously, and I, I like the respect we gave uh, the Kevinans. And uh, congrats, and we're in the fourth round, and we already know with whom, with the Pas Freire. Pas Freire. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Quickly on your uh, Ruben Amuring um, comment, uh, he's given seven youngsters their debut during eight months. George Zuzha took him three years to give seven players a debut. Uh, the only person better than Amuring at the moment has been Paulo Bento. Um, and uh, a third of the goal scored, like you mentioned, Steph, a third of the goal scored came from our younger players. Incredible so far. Incredible. Um, um, so uh, we have also have a question here from Eric. Um, he asks, do you think Nunes is our second right wing back uh, after Poru? Of course, he played right wing back um, toward in the second half of the Sekovinins game. Steph, as you just mentioned, Ristovsky isn't in the side. Um, right now he has COVID. Uh, but he hasn't been in the side basically all year already. So um, is it safe to believe Nunu, Nunu, uh, Nunu Minj can be, or Nunu Minj, uh, Matuj Nunj can be our uh, our second choice right back or wing back? I think he is now, if he wasn't before. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah, nothing more to say than that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else is there? Yeah, I wanted to mention. Sorry, I go ahead. Nata wasn't that bad. Um, who hasn't played in a, in like two months? Um, so I mean that was slightly promising to see him not look completely rusty slash terrible. So that was, I guess, a good sign. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I guess the last co- talking point really on this game, um, aside from that horrible announcer, I don't know if you guys got the announcer celebrating the goals on the thing. Horrible. Anyways, aside from that, the only <laughs> other talking point, um, the penalty. Chris mentioned it earlier. I mentioned it as well. I don't think it was a penalty. Chris doesn't think it was a penalty. Steph, we have yet to hear your opinion on it. Penalty on Sporar? No, that was not a penalty at all. Uh, that's why I'm glad to be Sporting East because uh, the clubs, they would say it wasn't. There's a contact there. So no. if it's like, if that was a league game and they go back and you try, you're trying to overturn that, it's tough because there is contact there. So if you slow it down, you see leg hitting leg. So I don't think it's ever going to get overturned. Um, but it's soft as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> if the VAR was in effect, the VAR from England, not the one from Portugal, they would have <laughs> never called uh, a penalty. Uh, yeah. We didn't need the penalty to win the game anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, There's apparently some sort of other angle of it that showed it was a penalty. I didn't see it, but... Uh, even still, uh, I, I I find that hard to believe that was a penalty. Very minimal contact. Um, anyways, uh, last question, really. Man of the match. A lot of great performances on that game. Um, I'll, I'll give mine to Kowat, two goals, but Nunu Sanch is close there with a goal and an assist. Uh, how about you, Chris? Two assists, actually. Two assists, right. Yeah, my bad. Um, I'm going to give it to... Uh sense um i think that's who officially won it also um like yeah. from sporting new sense new sense how about you stuff in a way in a way i like it though i like it um all right next topic um two big uh, sort of political announcements happened uh, this week uh, at Sporting. Um, we'll go into the Miguel Al- Albuquerque one. We, we did mention that the last podcast, but it is now official. 
Um, he parts ways with Spartan. Um, Spartan coming out with an official announcement. Um, I'm going to be honest. I didn't catch whose his replacement is or if they even mentioned that. I'm going to actually throw this straight to, to one of you guys, whoever wants to take it. Uh, your thoughts and uh, what exactly went on with uh, with uh, Miguel Albuquerque, who was so successful for our modalities. So, I don't think that there is a replacement that's been announced yet. Okay. Making sure. But anyways, take it away, Steph. So this is something from, uh, if I'm not mistaken, like a year ago. A yeah. domestic. Because uh, he's still with his wife, the same one who complained. Um, but I get it because when you work in a big club or in a, like, um, like my job is the same thing. If I have a domestic, I'm basically done, uh, in law enforcement. So I get it. I do get it. And, uh, some people think it might be because it's, uh, they afraid he might win the elections, um, next year or to, uh, in 2022. Uh, but that doesn't matter because you could still run for, for president. Yeah. He's still social sporting, and uh, but yeah, but now he's he's hard though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hard and it's not. It depends on how much propaganda and who's your team. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's too too early to talk about that. But yeah, it's a shame, but it's his own fault. Uh, I'm not going to blame the administration for that. That's that's for sure. He's the one who uh, who beat his wife. There's no there's no other way to say it, you know. Um, I appreciate everything he did for the club. It was 20 years. Uh, yeah. But you your actions speak louder. And uh, I'm not gonna defend someone that uh, did beat his wife and she complained. They could have resolved it maybe in another way, but they didn't. And uh, he's the only one at fault. So. Shame on him, and thank you. That's all. Yeah, agree. Honestly, it's one of the reasons why I've kind of kept quiet on this. One, I'm sort of out of the loop of it, to be honest. But two, um, if that's the reason for the dismissal, it's, it's in terms of domestic violence. I, it, the only shady thing is it's been so long, but I understand it. Yeah, it's, you know, I understand it. It's a double-edged sword, right? Because it's obviously it's not like something you want to go on the record as defending. Yeah. Um, so you, I think that I feel like the nuance that we talk about it with is appropriate, though, because you can acknowledge that like what he did was bad, but you can also acknowledge like the political motivation behind it. And yes, domestic abuse is obviously bad, but do we honestly think that they're the sporting admin is like crusaders against violence against women, and they just they thought this act was so objectionable that they they took action 13 months later. Like, yeah, uh, it, that's not why they did that. They don't care. They don't give a shit about this guy's wife. You know, they just, they care about their, their own asses at the end of the day. Uh, but I think, but that there it is. And, and that's what, and that's a little bit of jumping into conclusion because the whole deal was just resolved recently at the matter. And uh, once it was official, well, the part, the part, the, the, the part that doesn't sit with me is the, like, the the like the, that day that they decided to like basically re-release it and like CMTV basically made it seem like it was a real-time news thing and that's why I think it's sketchy because we know like the Kofina and the relationship with this admin like 
obviously they were willing to carry water for them when they wanted this story. And like, we're in, they were, I mean, CMTV does this with all their, a lot of their stories, right? <laughs> they mislead their audience, but yeah. I thought it was striking because even I thought it was a new, a new thing, right? Because everything was so misleading about it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I I'm not going to defend the action, but I think, you know, I think that we can all most, we can mostly probably agree with some fair certainty that, um, Dis- disgust with the action was not the main reason why um, he was let go. Um, I, I, I think I think they must have felt some kind of pressure from from someone. Yeah, the pressure came yeah. from somewhere, right? Because why did they decide to to, yeah. to act on it now rather than six months ago or because a year worst, ago? Or, or the worst thing to do is uh, to hide something, which you know it will come out sooner or later, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, you know, this administration maybe reacted too late. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, if he had the skeleton in his closet, I mean, did he seriously think that he was going to run for president and this wasn't going to come out? Like, <laughs> yeah, it seemed like the, it seems like the type of thing that was he was doomed to sink him, whether it was today, tomorrow, yesterday. Like, I don't know if you if you have that that type of thing, like on your record or whatever, it's it's going to be tough to get past it. Here's a sorry. Go ahead, Steph. I mean, I understand the timing of things, but I think the judicial system hadn't made it official, and then that's why it got delayed. Um, but you know, I mean, at the end of the day, if you're looking for someone to blame for, it's uh, it's it's Miguel. Uh, Miguel mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, it's uh, you know, not his wife. I mean, she's entitled to complain about being getting beat up for sure. You know, for sure, as, as the old female should. If you're getting, you know. Uh, being abused at home, you should complain and say something. Of course, you must. You know, yeah. That's not we in the twenty first century, for God's sake. A quick, a quick thought. Uh, I don't know if you guys may. Hopefully, you guys can answer it. Do you think it could be directly correlated this dismissal, um, being as an opportune time to sort of start really disin- uh, disinvesting into the modalities with Miguel Albuquerque out of there. Um, and with obviously COVID really affecting the club financially, um, getting Miguel out can then also lead for the club to now sort of uh, basically cut costs, right? Like start disinvesting into the into the modalities. Because um, the one thing I've noticed, um, we can say Bruno Carvalho, but the, the I think the real reason why our our modalities were so strong. Um, wasn't just f- because of Bruno Carvalho. It had to do exactly with Albert Kirk. I don't know uh, exactly to what length he he scouted or or any of that and, and picked the players up one by one. But, um, of course, his influence is there. Do you think maybe that can have something to do with it? Or am I just picking at straws here, just just thinking? No, I don't. I mean, I'm, I don't know for sure, but I'm guessing that um... – well, here's it's tough because it's like it's internal politics, and you don't, yeah, you don't, and you don't know. know because it's like, is is was there internal conflict between the two of them, or um, there's actually it's funny I saw it the other day. Um, it's an article from like maybe summer 2019, like a year and a half ago, and it's Miguel Albuquerque doing like a, 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 a like a, a front cover interview like he's the main feature of that edition of the whatever like august 
sixth to 2019 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and he literally is, is declaring his fealty to Verandas. Yeah, They're I remember asking that. him about his aspirations, and he 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 doesn't say anything. He he says like I'm loyal to to this president, and all I'm thinking about is this season. So like he he did all that kind of stuff, and they still yeah. um they they still didn't care. Um, so on I, the, the answer to the question, I don't I don't I truly don't know what the dynamic was between them, um, at all. Like if it was like adversarial, if they're butting heads, if um, if 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 um, Albuquerque truly was loyal to Verandas, but Verandas just didn't care because he still viewed him as a threat. Um, I don't know. I truly have no idea. Yeah, I, I guess time will tell. Yeah, um, in the coming months or weeks or years, we'll we'll maybe get a better sense of it. Um, second biggest news also having to do with our modality. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Steph. My bad. Those cuts in the modalities they have already happened. If you pay attention, no, uh, for sure. In uh, track and field, uh, Nelson Evra, for mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. example, uh, and they kind of across the board and renewed contracts with those uh, athletes. Uh, in uh, table tennis, we lost our key players, yep. and we we lost um, against Juncal uh, after we haven't lost for I think seven years in uh, that specific department. Yeah. Um, if you look at the handball the women's team, oh sorry, yeah, handball, the handball team too. We lost some key players. Yeah, um, futsal we kind of kept the same core. Uh, some players left because they wanted to. Um, so the volleyball team it was also revamped. Uh, I think the the one modality they invested uh, heavily was basketball. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, they have made uh, adjustments in the modalities uh, already. So it has nothing to do with Brun, uh, with Miguel Albuquerque. Uh, Miguel Albuquerque was good in the sense of uh, uh, knowing nationwide the best players that Sporting should get. But I'm pretty sure he taught someone that. And uh, if Pifico Porte Smart, I'll get him. But we'll see what's going to happen. That'll be the fun part of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah. Anyways, moving on to the second thing to do with our modalities um, is the. Uh, I guess it's it's official. I mean, it's something us Sporting fans have been saying for a few years now, but it's official. Um, Sporting. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe my verbiage might be wrong, but uh, Sporting is is um, alleviated of any sort of uh, any sort of guilt or any sort of. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Basically, free of all charges in terms of cash ball. It was proven the that club it was, is. the club is yes, yeah. Sporting. Um, the guy, you know, the guy who blew the whistle is facing charges. He used to work for Sporting, he doesn't anymore. Paul and Super. he was, he was. He, they're claiming he's the only one that spoke to referees. He's the only one that. Well, it's in the, it's the same guy had that had that interview, right? Yeah, Paul yeah. Silva. Yeah, Paulo Silva, exactly. So anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Chris. To, to be honest, like. I still think there's a lot more to this story that we don't know about yet. Like a lot of like, well, to be honest, here's another crazy fact. I don't, I didn't remember this, but you know, like Alcochet and Cashball broke on the same day. Yeah. That's why Bruno Carvalho. Well, that's what he says. That's why Bruno Carvalho wasn't at the uh, Academy. He yeah. had to go resolve some cash ball dealings. 
Yeah, crazy. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, the whole th- obviously we know the whole the whole thing is like it was like a media setup. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like legitimately, every single part of it was like I mean, they they I mean, who is behind Paul Silva's actions is I think the main thing that remains to be determined. Um, because it wasn't it wasn't sporting his administrators um, at telling him to do anything. Um, so it's like, why, like I seen like Cesar Boaventura's name yeah. floating around here. It's just like, it's just a, uh, like, it's, it's, messy. Just like, it's Portugal. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I, the, the truth, I don't, we, we're not, we're, we're, we're probably like, we probably know 15% of the truth now. Like we knew like 2%. Now we know 15, but we're still nowhere near the, that, the whole truth. Uh, basically the, uh, the equivalency of FBI, a police judiciary, a PJ, they couldn't find anything. So, um, and they had uh, they had two years to come up with something. Trips to uh, Madeira and uh, evidence, and they, they came out empty-handed. They said they went to the wrong houses with the search warrant. Um, so when you think about it and you step back and you tell yourself, shit, was this a setup? Because if this was a setup, it worked out perfectly because uh, BDC was kicked out of the club. And a lot of it has to do not only with the attack on the academy, but with this cash ball bullshit as well. So then you start thinking, could this be possibly another club involved that was uh, orchestrating the whole thing? That came up with their master plan, and it kind of worked out in, a, you know, against BDC because he didn't affect Sporting. So we keep in our titles, and uh, and uh, it makes you think: Who the fuck thought thought about this? Uh, they got BDC in real trouble. Yeah, because Miguel Buquerque didn't get in trouble. No, nope. you know what I mean. Yes, so sure. also, also Andre Gerald's who like. Honestly, yeah. it may have been like yeah, Mustafa really- massively smeared, BDC yeah. massively smeared. Low key though, fucking um, I, yeah, Andre Gerald. He literally got smeared almost the as worst. much as those other two, and like most, yeah. it's like I, I'm convinced literally everything that was ever bad about that guy was all just completely fabricated. And I'm actually certain that he's a very competent administrator, also because. Sporting did well. FedEnce did well. Exactly. Like, there's no way that guy's incompetent, nor is he corrupt either. Um, so I feel bad for him too. Yeah. Well, it, like like I suspected, didn't think that's, uh, that that uh, Sporting was involved in any corruption, and and they just proved that. Of course, the our rivals, uh, they always going to throw that at our on our face. Oh no, that was bullshit. The judicial system in Portugal sucks, and that's why you guys got away with it. Um, but you know they had they had not even one piece of evidence. And when I say a piece of evidence, I'm talking about recording, uh, uh, phone taps, uh, YouTube. Uh, um, emails or even nothing. any like testimony, nothing. like, but when you talk about <laughs> Pitorado, you can go today to online and Google a Pitorado. And you, I mean, even Benfica when they didn't get in trouble in 15 16, like, 
Cassiu, that goalie for Rio Ave, and mm-hmm. Marcelo. Who's, like they said that guys, Benfica, like guy, the Approached guy parked him in the hotel with the briefcase yeah. of money. Like literally, that allegation alone is more evidence than all of the cash box. The one know? thing, the one thing I agree with uh, my Benfica friends is the following: Was the act of Rui Pinto um, a unlawful? Yes. He hacked into a server that didn't belong to him. I agree with that. Yeah. But with that said, those emails were real. And if you go online and Google Itupere emails, those emails come up and they'll never go away because once online, they'll stay online forever. Yeah. But where's those emails with Cashball? There's nothing. But when you talk about a Pitorad or Itupere emails, everything shows up. The only thing is it was obtained illegally and they will get away with it because it was obtained illegally because no one wants to get to the bottom of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, the last pressing matter on on this cash ball, Steph mentioned it uh, earlier this week. Um, there was also a lot of talk. I know the last podcast that he was on, I believe he, he spoke on it. Um, it's, the, it's the now pending situation with Brun Carvalho. Um, listen, it's no, it's no news here. I'm not going to ask you guys whether you think he should be reinstated or not. I, I think it's, it's more than obvious. That's our position on it, especially now more than ever. Um, I, I guess my, my main thing or my main I mean, question. There's or, an argument to be made that, that, like, that yeah. like, even if he was responsible, that he should have never he, been expelled as a saucier, but we don't even have to make that argument anymore. Cause it doesn't even, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't even apply. Like exactly. My, my my only question is uh, now where does where do we as brunistas or 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 uh, just as Sparta I hate the word brunista because I don't even necessarily I don't I love the man I don't necessarily want him back as a president but um, where do we go from here in terms of Sparta fans the administration etc cetera, etc cetera, um, reinstating Bruno that's that's two cases that he's been alleviated of that's cashball and Alkshit. Um, these commentators can come out and say whatever they want about the dismissal of Bruno Carvalho. He got dismissed for Alk shit for the attack. He was blamed for it. Two years have passed. He's been free of it. Where do we go from here, Steph, in, in terms of freeing him? Or it's, at least getting him to sauce you back? It's a no-brainer. Uh, if I'm uh, Frederic Verandes, which I'm not, but if I was, I, I would readmit him as the Sporting Club Portugal ASAP. Yeah. Because if you want to reunite the club, the fans, that's the first step. And the first step is to admit your mistakes and admit that, hey, you know what? It's proven by the court of law of the Portuguese judicial system that he's not guilty with the attack of the academy and he's not guilty with cash ball. With that said, in the past, I've said I wouldn't want to see him as a president. Now I'm going to retract and, and say it. I would love to see him as a president again. Because all the facts now, it, 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 was, it was confusing to me. Like, a lot of Sportingistas were confused with everything that went on with the media. It kept on feeding, feeding us bullshit and lies. And sometimes it, they were kind of believable because they kept on bringing them up every single day on a daily basis. It was repetitive, repetitive, repetitive. So you kind of, after a while, believed in it, you know, but then when the, when the judicial system did their job and nothing was proven, no evidence, 
some, you could see that this was a coup against BDC. And whoever designed this master plan coup, again, it doesn't mean it was necessarily uh, Sportingistas, or it could have been Sportingistas combined with other clubs. Uh, it worked out perfectly. You know what I've... It worked out perfectly. I choose to, what I truthfully think is that the the it like the incident of the attack itself just happened organically mm. and it was and it was and it was utilized then right because if the media wanted to make the story like a, attack at sporting um like like there's been training grounds attacked before like you can make like it, it could have been a weak story if you want if they wanted they it could have been like a big story leading up into the cup final and then, like that, could have been it. Like that, that, like they, it, like it was intentionally made much bigger than it was. Um, like obviously, like they're the part, like they're the same media that was willing to fabricate large parts of the story. Like there was, there was nothing that was like off the table for them. You know, as if, far if Ferenc is not afraid of anything, he should reinstate him. And then the worst that could happen is when the next elections come up. Brun Carvalho will run for president. And uh, if if Veranda does a great job, he'll be reelected most likely. And if he does a shitty job, Brun Carvalho could win. But what he shouldn't be afraid. If he thinks no. he's doing a phenomenal job, then you shouldn't be afraid of that. You know? But is it gonna happen? I don't think so. Should it happen? Yes, because it's common sense. Yeah. He, he's not guilty of anything. I've said in the past, now but now I'm going to go back and say, no, I would like to see him as a, get, given another shot to become the president again mm-hmm. because he was kicked out of the club illegally. What they did to Bruno Carvalho was not fair. And now when you, you take a step back and you take a deep breath and you see it at all the evidence, you know, and, and I've been following closely uh, all this just a system about the... Uh, cash ball and uh, the uh, attack on the academy now you can see fuck the guy was 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 not guilty all along so so it was wrong of of uh, these this administration or the previous one more so Sosa Sintra yeah uh, Mark Suarez is filled up with um, he, who just got under a, 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 a issue right now? Yeah, Karma is a bitch. So those individuals. <laughs> He's the they, worst. I didn't realize him. how bad he was at the time. I can't they, believe Bruno Carvalho let that snake. They uh, forced him out, and they got him out, and it's a shame the way they did Rogério Alves, another piece uh, of shit. He's not, he's not good for the club either. And I just, I just think that well, he's the mastermind because he, he's the one that drags his feet on everything. That just a lot, like just that. He, all he's done is just buy them time, and like that's all he's that's all he's needed to do is just buy time. Like I think he's the, he's I the think, Geppetto. I, I think there's a lot of people not wanting to see Bruno Carvalho back because they're afraid of him because of what he knows and well, what. He, I don't think that they they don't gain anything from him coming back, but they could lose something. So I think that's yeah, why. Yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm talking about you know football club Porto, Benfica, Braga. They don't. They wouldn't want him back because. No. He's very cool, and he'll say it the way it is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, very, that's really... And, and very educated. Very intelligent man. Oh, yeah. No very denying inte- that. Yeah. No, no denying he, that. He speaks English perfectly. 
Yeah. He's definitely smarter than he gets credit for. Yeah. And if he ever wants to practice some of that English, <laughs> I'm just saying, Bruno, give us a call, buddy. I know you follow the page. Come on, buddy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyways, uh, let me uh, quickly go to a quick question that I totally skipped over by accident um, by Creator90. It's actually good before we go on to modalities and muredins. Um, thoughts on Matheus Reis coming from Riwav? Would he be a good pickup considering he's not played uh, since his failed move uh, to Olympiakos? Uh, he left-sided uh, defender could play center back. Um, what are your guys' thoughts? I don't. I'll just for, say I I don't think we need him at all. But what do you guys think? I just don't get why he isn't playing this this season at all. Um, that's my only question. <laughs> Yeah, maybe it's a simple answer. I just, I just don't, I don't know why. He had, he, he hasn't been playing because the deal with Olympiacos didn't happen, and uh, they're mad at him. No, he's mad at the club. Oh, uh, so he's freezing himself out. So I, I don't want him at Sporting. I don't want to play. We've, yeah. we've had enough players like that throughout the years. Yeah, never. I just feel like we need a we right back, we not a left back. Anyway, we still have Milady. <laughs> for this. Yeah, we don't, maybe he wouldn't be such a bad buy no, anyways. For need, this, this guy saying you lotty. The motherfucker didn't want to take a deal at the Turkish club because he, he would make less money. It's not his fault, but for Talat Ferris, okay, that's... Yeah, I wonder what he's been up to. He's I playing, haven't seen him on Instagram at all. PlayStation. Does he play? Does he on Instagram? Uh, uh, does it? He might have the new PS5 with the amount of money he's making, just sitting at home, bro. <laughs> <laughs> better have it. I mean, he's making like exactly. one point five million euros a year. Jesus. <laughs> we, we also we also had a mile away, except for the Valencia administration. But you know, let, let's give them credit. I think they've learned with their mistakes because this year they did a phenomenal job in the in the, the players they acquired. Yeah. Yeah, agree. I think Ruben Amuring has done a great job, Steph. Yeah. <laughs> it's not not so much Verendes, but yeah, Ruben Amuring's done great. But hey, Verendes brought him in, so... If if I'm Verendes, I would fire Ugvianes and save on, the, on one salary. For this, I agree. Yeah, I would say, hey, Ruben Amuring is the, he's the one making the shot calls, so yeah. you can go home. I don't need you. I mean... <laughs> The amount of times Hugo Vienna flew out to London just to sell Bruno Fernandes for fifty-five million, oh, and him yeah. to have thirty-five goals and assists. Yeah, in they spent games. they spent like four million euros on private jets, like during that during that time frame, trying to because they went back to England like eleven times. Exactly, <laughs> the, Chris. What you're missing is those private jets are currently being paid because Bruno Fernandes is hitting all his bonuses. <laughs> yes, yeah, this is the best. <laughs> we're, break, we're breaking his bonuses are offsetting the travel expenses exactly yeah. that they had <laughs> um steph let me pass it off to you with uh with our modalities before moving on to uh Mureines. okay so here we go uh so a piece of good news that came out recently the uh, futsal uh, portuguese cup from 2019-20 it will happen in uh, december uh which will be on the 27th We'll play against. Uh, that's. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the last game that Sporting played. We won against Benfica, five uh, three, and then the COVID nineteen happened. Yeah. So we actually, when we won against uh, Sporting Lisboa Benfica, we qualified for the semifinals, 
which will be played against CR Leões do Porto Salvo on the 27th of December, 1500 hour time, 3 p.m. Um, and then the other semifinal will be Braga against Portimonense uh, the same day. The final will be on the 29th of December at 16.15 our time, 14.15 p.m. our time in Matuzinj. So so that's good news. Uh, it's another trophy we could conquer. Because uh, I thought that, co- that that competition was done. So when I, when I saw it, I was pretty excited. Um, handball, we... We won yesterday against uh, IFK Christian and Stand. I know I'm mispronouncing it uh, for the uh, EHF uh, Europa League away in Sweden. We won 32 to 27. So congrats to our team. Phenomenal game. I saw it. We missing a couple players uh, like Huesga, uh, our German defender, and a couple more uh, because of injuries. So it's been tough. Uh, we lost against Porto at home, um, 27-33. And you could see that those key players that we were missing, uh, it was, uh, it was, it showed our weaknesses. Uh, without Huesga, which brings a ton of experience at the German def- defender player, uh, we, we were pretty weak against Porto. So we need a full team to win against a football called Porta that has built a team for the Champions League. They play in the Champions League. They have a pretty good team. I would say they have a little, a, a, a little bit more of advantage than we do. But if we have uh, our team healthy uh, and our A game, we we more than capable of beating them. But this time they did beat us. Um, uh, our ladies in uh, Okien Patins, they went to study Pavillon de Luz and they won 4-2. And this is significant because those ladies from Sportless Bovifica, it's the same team uh, for many years, and they hadn't lost for for more than a decade. So beating them, uh, finally, uh, we broke that that spell. So and away, so that's pretty good for them. Congratulations to our ladies. Uh, volleyball men, uh, we won against Metzuzinch three nothing. Our females, we lost at home three one. I watched the game on TV uh, at the Pavilion Jean Rocha against Football Couport. Uh, they just played better. Um, and then uh, today, our Okin Patins, in a very tough game, we won 4-3 against uh, HC Braga. Always a tough team. They know how to defend pretty good. Uh, we won towards the end. Uh, in less than a minute, uh, our players scored two goals and we finally wrapped it up and won and now we remain in first place we're undefeated so that was a really really close call in uh, judo uh, george fonseca won the won the bronze medal in prague czechoslovakia so congratulations to him futsal we won away to against burinos a seven nothing and uh last but not least uh under 23 they lost today against the uh the uh, the first team in the under twenty three standings won nothing away, so it's not the end of the world. We'll be able to redeem ourselves later. It's a long season, and that's all I got for you. Thanks, Steph. Thanks for that. Um, oh, good job. One more, one more yeah, thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Rugby ladies, they won against Benfica seven nothing away. So that's also significant. So great job by our ladies. Exactly. Exactly. Well done, ladies. Um, 
yeah, let's move on to the Mureirense preview. Um, that's happening on Saturday, 3.30 our time, 8.30 Portuguese time. Mureirense currently sitting in uh, 11th, mid-table, 8 points. Uh, decent team. I just also want to mention quickly, uh, they'll, we'll be coming up against uh, former Lion. Great player, great adept of, of Sporting, Alfonso Figueiredo. It's always good to play against them. Um, former captain of Avja, of course. But anyways, um, what do we what do we think of uh, Mureirense at home, boys? Uh, Chris, I'll, I'll pass that one off to you first. Yeah, I think that uh, we should be able to take care of him, right? We're, we're riding the winning streak. It's um, another game at Alvalade, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Sporting 2-0. How about you, Steph? Um, I'm uh, I'm on the same boat as Chris. I think we'll win. Uh, we uh, we're riding the, the uh, a high wave and uh, we full of confidence. So I th- we'll win. I, I will say three nothing. I'm going to agree. Listen, there's no way I can I can disagree. Uh, Muradins coming off a a slim one nothing win to Medellins. Uh, also losing to, to Riwab the week prior, or, well, just before international break, I should say. Um, they're a decent little team. Don't get it confused. They also just did beat uh, Maritimu and all, but um, how can I how can I bet against our boys right now? The form we're in is just is just incredible. So I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say a three nothing win as well. And uh, Nunu Santos is going to get another is going to get a brace. Um, Plot, is he playing or is he not playing? Seems like he is trending to play. I'm not. It's, it's unclear, but uh, I think he's probably going to play. Yeah, I think so too. Emmanuel Ferro said this game, or just before sick of an instant, he was injured. But uh, I think that's just an excuse just for him not to play. But what do you think, Steph? Say it again. Uh, what do you think? Do you think Pot is going to play against Mureres or come off the bench at least? What do you think? Start. Uh, I think so. I think um, it, it'll be also um, it, it'll be kind of um, puzzling to see how we do without him because it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so if we if we if if he's not going to start because they're afraid he might, uh, you know, uh, make his injury worse, then don't start him. I'm a strong believer that players should only play at one hundred percent. Yeah. Especially at the level of the competition that is required, uh, you know, in the 21st century. So I'm hoping that if he's a 100, he should play, of course. But if he's not, he shouldn't play at all. He shouldn't even be called. Let him rest. Let him stay home. We have a good enough team to to play without him, um, because I don't want him to 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 get his injury to get more severe. Um, so. As you saw against the Kevinans, we had uh, other alternatives, and and it played it played played off really well. Moon Sense did well, so so we have Braganza, we have uh, a ton of good players. Giovanni, uh, we saw, uh, you know, um, Tiago Tomas didn't even play, but he's another option. So let's see. Yeah, yeah, let's see. It'll, it, you're you're right. It will be interesting to see uh, how we play without him. Anyways. Just want to say thank you to the chat. José Costa George, our, our boy from Down Under. Uh, Richard Neves, Mundo Dung Leão, Yano, Eric, uh, Camarena, 
Um, thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, shorter one than usual, but uh, thank you all for joining us. Thanks for all the Twitter questions. Be sure to follow us at Sporting160 and on Twitter at Sporting160 underscore Ian on Instagram uh, and on Facebook, Sporting160EN. Um, I just want to end this podcast off uh, with three things. Of course, as we mentioned from the beginning, uh, rest in peace to Maradona, football legend, and rest in peace to two, uh, two icons of the Portuguese game, at least. Not from us, but from our rivals. Still have to pay respect nonetheless. Uh, Renal Telsch, uh, who uh, one of the administrators of Porto, 50 years in the club, died at 70 today. Rest in peace. And mm -hmm. uh, to José Bastos, died of, at 91 years old, uh, former goalkeeper for, for Benfica. Uh, I was actually just hearing this now on RTP. Apparently, he died two days ago, but the club only announced it now. But uh, nonetheless, rest in peace to those two. Um, you know, thanks for the services in, in terms of uh, Portuguese football, even from from a rival standpoint. Um, yeah, and Maradona, of course, uh, football football lost a lot today, um, or soccer lost a lot today. Anyways, thanks for Sporting One Sixty En Podcast Eighty Six. I don't know why I just said that, and uh, yeah, ciao guys. We've all Sporting. Yeah.